fellow fabricators, stone shop owners from across the fruited plain and beyond, and ladies and gentlemen too, this is the Fab Lab Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Crowley. So glad to be tuning in with you for episode 139, talking about trusting people and trusting processes. Trust the people, trust the process. Now, if you've listened to the last four or five episodes, it will not be a surprise to know that there was a guest host on the Fab Lab Podcast, my good friend, Ed Young, Fabricator's Coach, stepped in and recorded three fantastic podcasts while my family and I took some time away. Now, what might surprise you is that I didn't listen to any of those episodes before they published. Now, maybe that's not a surprise to you. Maybe that's a surprise to Ed. Maybe it's not. But, you know, despite the fact that the Fab Lab podcast is of tremendous importance to me, the, the, the meaning behind this is extraordinary, like you can't possibly know. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears, 135 podcasts that I've personally recorded. Lots gone into this. I feel like a lot's writing on it. Very, very important. And yet, I didn't listen to a single one of those guest host podcasts before they were published. Many of you probably heard them before I did. Why is that? Well, it's because I trust the people and I trust the process. I trust Ed Young, and I trust my production team, and I trust the process that we've developed, and I really wasn't worried. There was not really a shadow of a doubt whether or not fantastic content was going to be created and produced by Ed and Nate and Wes. There was no doubt in my mind that the process would take over and those podcast episodes would be delivered on time. So those of you, the audience, the customer of the Fab Lab podcast, would be able to listen to them as expected, as scheduled. Not a shadow of doubt in my mind that that was going to happen because I trust the people and I trust the process. And I've just been thinking about that. And even today in my in my business, this was driven home. Kind of an issue came to a head. It's been going on for about last week. Today it was kind of resolved. But it really applies to this same principle, trusting our people and trusting the process. A couple of things about this that I think are, are meaningful and relevant to share. Number one, when you trust your people, there are some really cool dynamics that come out of that. Number one, they you know, do work inside your business. It benefits the other employees. It benefits you as the owner. It benefits the company itself. It benefits the customer for sure, but it also benefits the employee. The sense of gratification, the sense of satisfaction and accomplishment and self-worth and self-value that comes out of doing work when it's being entrusted to you is extraordinary. We shouldn't underestimate that. In addition to that, when we give people the freedom, the latitude within our businesses to do their best work, it also enables the company, it frees the company up to grow, to expand, to scale, and it also frees the owner up to step away, to get away, to get outside the business a little bit, to get some perspective, some time off, to recuperate. So the value of trusting your people and trusting the process just crosses a lot of lines. I mean, it has impact on multiple, multiple levels. And so today I want to just break this down a little bit, put it into context, help you just kind of kind of grasp the simplicity of this, but also in such a way that you can actually apply it. Take some of this information and apply it to your own business. And so, number one, when we talk about creating an environment where our employees can do their best work, can contribute their maximum potential, what is necessary for that to happen is for there to be a level of trust. You've got to trust them to do that. You've got to entrust work to them that they're going to perform. And when you do that, their potential is unleashed and the company benefits. 
So I want to look at this in two different ways, two important aspects of trusting our people. And some folks, some of you perhaps, may have a hard time trusting your employees fundamentally. I've, I mean, I talked to a lot of stone shop owners. I've heard this many times. If I could just find people that cared, if my employees just cared, you know, as much as I did or as half as much as I did, they just don't care. That's the problem. My business would be so much better if I could find employees who care. Well, I got news for you. My belief is, is that people do care. In fact, I will go as far as to say is the vast, vast, vast majority of your employees more than care. And this brings me to my first point about this principle. They care very much. In fact, they really, really, really want to do a good job. And that's the first thing we need to grasp and accept and own in this regard is that we have to fundamentally believe that our employees want to do a good job. This whole thing starts there, believing, not that they can, and that is important, and we'll get to that, but believing that they want to do a good job. Like I said, some of you may not hold that belief. Some of you may have had that belief at one point. You tried trusting your people, and then they disappointed you, and now you're not so sure. I understand. A little bit later in the podcast, I'm going to explain why that happens. But for right now, I just want to establish this. Let me tell you why I believe this to be true. In addition to just my observations over the last 24 years, one point I employed people in three different companies simultaneously. Right now, two. But I've I've watched a lot of people work over the years. Had probably, I don't know, 50, 60, 80, maybe 100 people work for me over the years. I would say that the vast, vast, vast majority of them wanted to do a good job. Think about it. It's human nature. Who, who do you know comes to work and then goes home going, yep, I screwed the company. I screwed my fellow employees. I somehow managed to do a terrible job. To me, that is utterly counterintuitive. When you think about the fact, now, if you are a male <laughs> listening to this, most major up techs, fabricators, installers are men, and most men, myself being one of them, derive a great deal of validation and self-worth from my work, from our work. And so it's, it's, it's not plausible to think that people want to do a bad job because their work is a reflection of who they are and who wants to feel bad about themselves. I contend. I'm going to reassert this, fellow fabricators. Vast majority of your employees want to do a good job. And for us to fully embrace and fully experience the benefit of what I'm going to share with you today, you have to believe that. If you don't, your employees are never going to show up. They're never going to have the latitude to do their best work and to contribute to their maximum potential. And just think about that for imagine a minute. Imagine if all of your employees were absolutely working to the same degree that you are, that same level of intention, that same level of motivation, putting their absolute all into the business, their full potential. Imagine what would be accomplished. It would be amazing. So the opportunity here is to create an environment where that is possible, where you unleash your employees' potential. Benefits each other, benefits you, the company, benefits the customer, and it ultimately benefits them because they get to go home with the satisfaction, the gratification, hopefully the compliments from you, the boss, going, well done. Great job. You did everything I expected transformational experience for employees who are given the trust, who are entrusted with the latitude to do their best work because their boss believes they want to, 
And then to have the satisfaction of actually accomplishing it. That's number one. We got to believe that they want to do their best work and can. That's the second part. We got to believe that they can do great work and do work that meets our expectations and can do work that is reflective of our level of trust that rises to the level of that importance of saying, I've entrusted this to you. It's important that you do it. I've talked to owners who will not under any circumstances ever let an employee program and run their CNC. It's like, that's my domain. The machine is too expensive. There's too much at stake. I can't possibly risk letting one of my employees screw this up, so I'm going to do it myself. Okay, I mean, it's a free country. You're limiting your employee's potential, and quite frankly, you can't leave now. As long as you want that machine to run, you've got to be there to run it. So we've got to, to free ourselves up to create that environment where their best work can be done, and we can get the benefit of growing the business and getting away from the business. We've got to trust that they can. We've got to believe that they can do their best work and work that rises to our expectations. Trust is absolutely essential. And as I said, we're going to talk about why people lose trust in their employees at the end of this episode. Really important. So let's start there. We trust our people. Once we've got that down, you might think that, well, that should be enough. If I, if they're trustworthy, if they can be trusted, isn't that enough? Well, in a perfect world, no. <laughs> and we don't live in a perfect world, so it's really a no. Let me tell you a quick story here. No lift install system. It's a company that I now co-own. Uh, was on vacation. We've had this little uh, issue that's been on the drawing board. Like at some point, we got to solve that, and it finally got to the point where like that's got to go to towards the top of the list. And while I was gone, our production manager and the engineer that we brought on staff this summer came up with four options that would solve that little issue or, or greatly improve the performance of this particular feature. Maybe it was a better way to put it. And so I got back, but we had COVID, and so my first day back, we're on Zoom, and they're really excited, and they're showing me, hey, we got all these solutions for you that we've, that we've mocked up to show. So they show me the first three. They were all kind of variations of the same idea, kind of a temporary, not necessarily a super long-term or permanent solution, but definitely an improvement over what we've got. And they showed me those, and they were like, yeah, these will all work, blah, 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 but you know, with, with a little bit of fanfare. We want to show you this, and they show me a rendering on the computer, and then they show me the actual 3D printed part. They had created this very complex, it's kind of a complete departure. It eliminates some welding, totally solves this issue that we're having, but it requires a injection molded die to produce this part. It's got to be molded. They 3D printed the mock-up or the, the prototype, but anyway, the most expensive of the options, definitely the best option. Definitely the most permanent option. Definitely the option that rises to the level of quality of the no-lift install system, but the most expensive and kind of the longest-range decision. So, totally trustworthy. The production manager at no-lift, our engineer at no-lift, absolute, total, complete, unqualified trust in their character, in their integrity, in their experience, in the job that they've already done, in the job I believe they will do, trust is not a problem here. So where this began to break down and what came to a head today, last week, or maybe it was the beginning of this week, I get a call from my business partner. And he's like, well, I'm on my way to the bank. In fact, I think he was at the bank. And he's like, I just wanted to run this by you. I'm, I'm about to go you know, process the wire transfer for the injection die or the injection mold die for that part. And I was like, 
what are you talking about? He's like, well, yeah, the shop, i.e. the production manager and our engineer, said you authorized that. You gave him the green light, the go-ahead, to pull the trigger on the injection mold die. The, you know, the, the creme de la creme, the permanent option. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking to. Now, I'm not going to get into the details of the weeds, but let me say, there was a problem. There was a conflict. Here we are, a situation, my business partner's being asked by our R&D team, the production manager and the engineer, to go pay for an injection mold dye that's not cheap <laughs> at all. And this was apparently authorized by me without actually running it by my business partner. Now, in reality, there's still a little bit of we're, we're back and forth here, but this came to a head. Somehow, and I'm basically having to accept the fact that I must have, in some way, shape, or form, communicated that in my excitement, in my affirmation of these great options and this best option, that I must have either said or implied or, or said something that allowed them to imply that I had authorized that option to order the injection mold die. And they told my business partner to process the payment at the bank for the wire transfer. And, and there we were. But that's not my recollection of what happened. My recollection of what happened was that's a great option. When I'm out of quarantine, I'll come in and we'll look at these things and um, we'll make a decision. I'm not going to get you know any deeper than that. Other than to say, tremendous trust and yet at the same time, tremendous breakdown in communication. And more than that, it created a temporary and minor rift and conflict between my business partner and I. Now, from the customer standpoint or the, the quality of the product, I didn't suffer. The finances aren't thrown into disarray. We could afford the die. It just was a step was missed, was overlooked. My business partner and I should have discussed that, reviewed it, and then both come to an agreement. Yes, is what we want to do. And then we would have told the team, go ahead and, and pull the trigger. That didn't happen. And so there was a problem. It created some conflict that we had to resolve today. And what we came up with was, you know, what's lacking here <laughs> is the process. We trust those guys to do work, and they do phenomenal work. But we realize here as the business grows and we do more projects, there's got to be some sort of criteria, some sort of uh, a systematic approach to how projects are approved. If not, there could be miscommunication. What if the next one's some giant machine, you know, and, uh, we're, and we are in trouble? So we recognize that what was lacking there was a process. And that is what I want to talk to you about because trusting people only works to a certain point. And that's the point at which it doesn't work anymore. And you find yourself in a situation where communication was inadequate. It was insufficient. And now you feel as though trust has been broken. I trusted you to do this and now my expectations aren't met. That's what I was referring to earlier in the podcast. If you have come to the point where you've concluded, I can't trust my people, perhaps... I would say likely, you did trust people to do work. And maybe they failed to meet your expectations, and so you concluded in that situation that employees aren't trustworthy. I want to encourage you, don't conclude that. If you didn't create a process to go with the trust that you have granted to your staff, you've opened the door for great latitude and variance in the result and outcomes, which is what we had here in Little Old No Lift this last week. Now, I want to talk about what a process. I don't want to get too specific. If you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know I wrote a book called Less Chaos, More Cash, and I talked about the process. PRO is an acronym for Position Result Operation. It's just a way to delegate, assign work to a position, 
define the result you want accomplished, and then develop an operation for people to follow so that the result you want, i.e. your expectations, are met. It's it, I didn't think that concept up. Delegation's been around forever. I just put it into the package that the installer or a fabricator or a sawyer you know, or a major rep technician or a sales rep or the owner of a fab shop could understand. So when I'm talking about trusting your people and trusting the process, it's both. Trusting your people will only work up to a certain point and then communication breaks down. So let's talk a little bit about communication just broadly enough so that you can grasp this and, and, and the connection between these two principles of trusting your people and trusting the process. It's, it's essentially communicating expectations. So the solution for my business partner and I was to say, hey, look, we don't want to limit the potential of our R&D department. We don't want to slow them down. We don't want to artificially constrain what they're capable of because they're capable of a lot. And I want the maximum total possible applied to the the issues and the opportunities at work within the business. I don't want to limit that at all, but there still has to be some safeguards, some guardrails, some guidelines in terms of at what point are you making decisions that are now no longer meeting my expectations. And so what we concluded in the R&D department, R&D decisions, we just need to set a cap, number one, for how much money can be spent without our authorization. And anything over that requires both business owners, both partners, both co-owners to sign off on anything over this amount. But that's not enough. A verbal, hey, anything over this, you got to talk to us. Well, he said, she said, she said, he said, he said, he said. Everybody being trustworthy, everybody believing they're operating in good faith, everybody thinking that everybody else is the one with the problem with miscommunication. If you leave it at verbal, you're opening the door to wild variation and unmet expectations. So the written component of this process has got to be present. It's absolutely critical and necessary. Now, in some tasks, it may be like literally a series of steps. It's a, it's a what I call the order of operations in my book. It's what I coach people to utilize in their business, it, learning how to delegate. It may be a series of steps. It may be a series of standards that are really clear cut that you meet, that you communicate in writing. In this case, it's more of a document. It's like, hey, it's a form. Anything over this much, you are not authorized to spend or execute a decision on, a, on, on anything over this amount without the explicit signature of both owners. That now is a process, quote unquote, documented on paper that forces communication, forces there to be understanding and agreement by all parties before big decisions are made. I mean, think about contracts, for example, why we need things written down. Have you ever like signed a contract and then came back to it and was like, that's what that says? I remember it differently. Well, that's usually the point. Both parties would remember things differently if it wasn't written down in one place where both parties sign it. So both parties come back and go, oh, I signed that. I guess that's my signature. I, apparently, I agreed to those terms. I don't remember it being like that, but there it is, black and white. We do that in contracts. We need to do that in our businesses as well. If we want to maximize the potential by giving maximum latitude so our staff can apply their very best work, the maximum potential, we've also got to have some guardrails in the form of processes. There's got to be the way that this work gets done. You've got to have a mechanism in place, business owner, stone shop owner, fellow fabricator, ladies and gentlemen, department manager, lead installer, shop foreman, whatever it is, You've got to have a mechanism to make sure that your expectations are clear so that 
your employees who you can trust, who want to do good work and who can do work. They want to do it. They can do it. They just need to know what to do. And if it's communicated verbally, the chances of that happening successfully are, uh, are go, they, just, they just drop like a rock. And then you're more likely to conclude, I can't trust my people, which then puts you in this position where you're stuck. You're limited. They're limited. They don't have the latitude to do their best work. You don't get the benefit of their best work and the ability to grow the business and get away from it. That's the power. That's the importance of trusting your people and trusting the process. So the power of this is profound for your business. And I want to take a moment here to mention a word from our sponsor on something else that is also profound in your business. Today, I actually went and visited a fab shop. I got to talk to one of the managers there, a former installer. He installed for a large company doing big jobs on a contract basis for nine years. And now, guess what? He's a former installer. He can't install anymore. He works in the office. He occasionally does templates. He does project management and oversees these jobs for this big fab company. But he can't install anymore. Worse than that, fellow fabricator, stone shop owner, he told me a story I've heard countless times that he can't hardly get out of bed in the morning and he hasn't installed in years. I understand that experience personally, having been a former installer. I know, and it pains me to say this, that human beings, men, worked for me in my fab shop who wound up in the same place over time. They literally couldn't do the work anymore, and they are physically limited probably forever as a result. That's why I started No Lift Install System with my business partner to change that dynamic in our industry. Our mission is to change the way the industry thinks about loading, lifting, and carrying stone countertops and the way that they are loaded, lifted, and installed. Our goal is to prevent that from happening to other installers. So fellow fabricator, if you've got installers, highly skilled, super valuable, they contribute massively to your business, you may want to think about getting them a no-lift install system so that they can, number one, avoid injury, number two, avoid a career-ending injury, and number three, have a quality of life after their career as an installer so that they are not physically limited for the rest of their lives. And you know it happens. You know it happens. So anyway, visit noliftsystem.com. So ladies and gentlemen, I am so glad that you tuned into this episode of the Fab Lab podcast to give me an opportunity to speak with you about this po- this topic, trusting your people and trusting the process. But I want to say something else. If you are feeling alone in the struggle of leading your stone shop, you know, despite the fact that you are attending regional workshops and you have Facebook groups that you can participate in, If you feel like you have no safe place to unload and process the stress of running your stone shop despite being surrounded by employees and family, I want you to know that I understand, literally, first-person experience. But I can also tell you that if this continues, if you continue in your isolation, it only grows. And the risk to your health and the health of your stone shop only grows. That is why I offer 90-minute complimentary coaching sessions to stone shop owners like you because one-on-one coaching creates an environment where massive shifts in perspective and major insights into your business can transform your experience as an owner. So if you are interested in that, if you're feeling a little bit alone, a little bit isolated, would like some outside perspective from somebody with a little bit of perspective, Check out the show notes. It says one-on-one coaching with Aaron. Click there. You'll answer a couple of questions, and I will schedule with you a 90-minute 
No strings attached, complimentary coaching experience. It'll knock your socks off. I guarantee it. So check out the show notes below. Make sure you check back in for the next episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. Until then, happy fabricating.